Thanks to our friends at Ryco, we have an exciting, a huge prize pack to give away for this year's Bathurst 1000. It's the Ryco Couchside Bathurst Pack worth over 3K. How right, good is this going to be, ABL? Let me break this down for you, boys. This prize pack is a Sony 4K Android Ultra HD LED TV, 65 inches. That's a whole heap of inches. You and a lot of acronyms. A one-year KO subscription. And you get a $100 Dan Murphy gift card. And I feel like I feel like I wrote this prize list because there's nothing I love more than watching sport on a big telly, responsibly enjoying a couple of cold beverages. So yeah. the way you win it is tell me in 25 words or less, what would you put on a David Reynolds Gerhardt burger? And I'm not sure whether I have to actually construct the burger and eat it for live TV. But if it's, uh, if it's tasty, I might give it a go. <laughs> we'll head to uh, winwithrico.com. Entries will open September 1. Uh, submit your entry and uh, be sure to do it quick because they close up on the 30th September and uh, we want to announce that winner and send this big prize pack out so you can watch the great race in style. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Below the Bonnet. I'm Michael Caruso and David Reynolds and AVL join me again. Fellas, how are we going? Good morning, fellas. How are you today? I'm, uh, I, I, just, I, I couldn't be better. You know, Ford, what is it? No. Be... <laughs> yeah, just it's a, there's, you know, it's all, I don't know. Is that because you're leaving Melbourne? I think it might be. It might be. I've got three more days. <laughs> three more days and we're out of here. Oh, then, then you're two, out of here. Two weeks it's in a hotel done, room in Perth uh, and then sweet, sweet freedom on the other side. <laughs> it's getting it's getting close. It's gonna be a big few days. You know when you got to pack up. You know when you're moving house and you're like, there's heaps of shit you can pack up, but then you reach a point where there's still heaps of shit left to pack, but you need it. It's stuff you need to like live. So you end up with this massive like last day packing all this stuff because you're just sitting around going, well, I can't pack up that because I need it, and I can't pack up the baby stuff, and I can't pack up the kitchen stuff, and it's just I just hate moving house. I hate it more than anything. Well, they say one of the most stressful things you can do is get divorced, lose your job, and move house. Yeah, and moving houses 4,000 kilometres doesn't make it much easier either. Um, But anyway, that's all right. It doesn't matter if it's 100 metres or 4,000. There's light at the end. But you said it before, mate. There's light at the end of the tunnel. There's freedom. That's yes, that's it's coming. (laughs) It's coming after (laughs) dangling cheese. After weeks of like, but but we're gonna go strong. I'm gonna go straight from like like Melbourne lockdown into hotel (laughs) quarantine, and then two weeks later, go into the the same. Yeah, go into like a six month (laughs) lockdown of having a newborn. So uh, I've just, (laughs) I just anyway, it'll still be better. It'll be nice weather. We'll be able to go outside. It'll be, uh, it'll be good. It'll be good. Anyway, what's going on? Michael, you're looking pretty chirpy. What's going on with you? No, mate, it's just I'm um, just happy to be here, you know, happy to be alive, happy to actually speak to other people, which is good, Other <laughs> get to see you bloke. and talk to you. Yeah, we're, um, we're delirious. No, look, we're just delirious here. That's the thing now. We're just we're giddy with Yeah, you actually sound delirious. Yeah. <laughs> like you just hey, actually, on I, about nothing. I, I'm actually surprised, Abby. I didn't see you down at um, down along the uh, bayside there doing the protests, mate. Oh yeah, just that, that 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 was some good footage where they're just running around. What are you doing? You're just looking at it for the cops. Uh, that no, would have been around be, your streets, wouldn't it? Like that would have been far not away. Far it's been every weekend because they've sort of done Albert Park, then they did Elstonwick Park on the weekend. They've done St Kilda and Beach. It, so every uh, every weekend, all you hear is choppers and sirens for most of really? the Really? Yeah, it's all you hear. And I saw the other day I was going down the shops, and there must have been no joke twenty odd cop cars went racing past. Um, going down there to, to break it all up. It's um, it's bizarre, absolutely bizarre. They're, they're even someone at Chad- doesn't have a mask. Get there quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're even at Chadson Shopping Centre on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, singing away, having a uh, having a great time. I like the fact most of them were still wearing masks as well. Um, but anyway, all right. That's uh, you're missing out, Dave. You're missing out. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm no, you're not, mate. Here. Glad I'm what are you going to do? What, what are you going to do for the week, Reynolds? What are you? You're you're in Tail and Ben lockdown now. What are you going to do? Yeah, I'm in. I'm in, I'm staying at the ridges at the track. Um. So, but this week I'm going to Port Lincoln to do sharkade diving. Oh no! Nice. Oh, you're nuts. Yeah, I don't know why I signed her up to it. I got an email <laughs> people- saying, "Do you want?" I got an email from my team saying, "Do you want to do it?" Assuming that Anton was going to do it too. I'm like, "Yeah, cool. Let's do it together." And then he's pulled out. Yeah, because if you die, you, you die together. That's that's the 
Yeah, we die, we die together, you know. One in all. I would have thought now, you're about to be a, a new dad that you would limit your risks, you know, like just limit those little bits and pieces, you know, dying in a shark cage. Um, mm, yeah. Yeah, possibly, no? but it hasn't happened possibly. yet. What's that, the shark cage? Well, both has anyone died from actually, a shark attack and she hasn't had a kid yet. But has anyone ever been hurt? Do you know? Do they, do they warn you? Like, do they give you these big warnings or anything? I have no idea, Michael. I haven't does been it say there. on the on the back of your ticket? Does it say shark diving <laughs> yeah, is dangerous, is dangerous? Like a motor racing, yeah. like a motor racing ticket. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're handing less of those out these days. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the funny thing about that AVL is oh, he would have read zero emails. Any he would have just been like, "Yep, sign me up," and that's it. That's <laughs> yeah. that's about his knowledge of what's going on. <laughs> yeah, do you want to hang out with some sharks in a cage? Yeah, of course. That sounds like a great idea. Uh, well, talking talking about not handing tickets out, how bad's Bathurst? Only four thousand people. What's the go with that? I thought that would be like one of the stadiums where they'd say, you know, you can have, I don't know, thirty, forty, fifty thousand people there because it's such a huge arena. That's the here's here's so here's basically how that works. Like you're you're hundred percent right. Really, in reality, something like a racetrack is as safe as you're going to get. You know, coronavirus wise, because it's open, it's big. People can spread out. It's like it's it, it should be safe, but the problem is, this is all about you know getting government, state governments to tick things off, and you need to have a plan that specifically says this is how we're going to zone people off, and that's why all the seating has to be um, restricted, ticketed, seated tickets. You can't just oh, let people okay. wander around a paddock. You know what I mean? Because so yeah, at a stadium, yeah. they're, they're saying you can have forty thousand at a stadium. Because you can actually zone the stadium because there's actually seats. You can go, right, no one's sitting in these seats. People are sitting in these seats. And you can't do that with a paddock, you know, at the back of the open paddock. Yeah, that's right. It's it's much harder to to actually. um, But surely you can just get like a spray can and just mark out a two meter square box and just be like, you know, that's because most people would, I know they're going to walk around, but. You know, that you know, you you're right. You're 100% right. And it should, like I say, it would be so safe. You could let you could let 50,000 in at Bathurst and it could absolutely be safe, but you can't necessarily prove that to a, yeah. to a government yeah. and go to health officials and go, this is how it's going to be safe. Whereas the stadiums, are, I still think 40,000 at, you know, at, at a stadium is going to be more dangerous than 40,000 at Bathurst. But hmm. actually proving that and actually being able to come up with the COVID-safe plan yeah. that you need yeah. is, is just hard. so hard. And, and that's that's it the is. issue. So instead, they're going to cram 4,000 people in between. Cram. Yeah, well, <laughs> well but, but I mean, the, the only between tickets available are 10, from, 000, from Murray's Corner 10, to Help on it. Everyone's oh, going to be there. It. Yeah, in that one place. You know, it's all they've got to put extra seating in along there. Um, so it would be much safer to let people just go stand out in the bush. You know, but they just there's just I mean, no it's way good that we're going to actually have fans. It's, I agree. We've got to I probably. Agree. I mean, you know, there was probably a point where we were worried we weren't going to have anyone there. But sure, um, I'd like to think. I mean, the reality of what this brings is someone's some smart people are going to have to get together because this time next year there'll be no vaccine. So what are we going to do? Just continuously go to events where there's such a small percentage of fans allowed. I mean, not just motorsport. But all sports, like there's going to have to be some sort of compromise because, um, you know, sports an outlet, not just for us as drivers, but obviously for, for fans, they want to attend events and people want to attend live events. So um, you would think that there's, yeah, yeah, you know, that you think there's going to have to, something's going to have to change because I can't imagine this time next year that it's going to be okay to, you know, keep doing See, this or until there's a well, vaccine. Who, what, who I, what I worked out is you can't get coronavirus sitting down. As per government <laughs> what do you regulations. Mean? Well, you know, as Andrew was saying, everyone has to be seated down, and that's why they can only let a certain amount of people in. And the same same story. I was uh, I went I went downstairs to buy my coffee. This, like this was yesterday morning, and I was sitting there drinking it at the bar, um, talking to Courtney, and then this COVID safe marshal like had a you know a dedicated bright vest on with like COVID marshal on it. He come up to me and said, please, sir, you have to sit down while you drink as part of our like COVID safe plan. I'm like, are you shitting me? And he goes, yep, you have to sit down while I was Is drinking that, my so cup. you're not walking around or just because? Well, just because like you can't get coronavirus sitting down. It's, it's, not, <laughs> it's, it's what it, what it, what it, what it, it's exactly that same thing as the stadium thing, but 
That's all it is. Um, yeah, you can't get coronavirus sitting down. So in a state, it's all about you know. Once I get to WA, I'll be able to go into a pub, right? And I'll be able to stand at, at, at no, I'll be able to stand at the bar and order a beer and then drink that beer standing at the bar. And WA is the only state in the country where you can currently do that. You can actually That's drink going a beer. To WA. That's the only reason I'm going there, mate. It's the only reason, <laughs> just so I can drink a beer standing up. But what a what a novelty! Who would have thought? But yeah, that's all. Again, like you're right. It's 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 madness. It doesn't really make any sense. But it's all about. It's all yeah. about getting oh, look, I understand through, that, you know, yeah. like that, that, that's yeah. the thing. But I, I totally agree with the Bathurst thing. I, I understand with the way that the rules are written how they can't have more people in. But certainly, logically, there'd be nothing safer than if you let, you know, 20,000 people spread out around a six-kilometre track. You know, there'd be, yeah. it'd be the safest thing in the bloody world, really. Yeah. But There's like only a few hectares of space there. Yeah. You think they've got to sort it out pretty quickly because, you know, it's there's a very high chance, if not done, that they're starting the championship next year at Bathurst. So what are they going to yeah. do, have another 4,000 each day next year? I mean, mm-hmm. you can't, we've got to get on top of it because I think, you know, there's got to be a better way. I mean, everyone needs to be involved, whether it's, you know, just supercars and, um, you know, the health officials, and no one wants to be at risk. But you can't tell me that there's going to be a vaccine in the next 12 months. So well, that, but what are you going to just keep doing this? If you look at they were they're allowed ten thousand at the bend they had whatever it was ten thousand in Townsville and stuff so you know if things keep heading in the direction they're heading there's no reason why maybe there isn't a ten thousand or twenty thousand person allowance by next March that's not completely unrealistic the one thing we've learned from the last six months is that you don't know you just don't know mm. you can think things are going in one direction and then they can swing very quickly as we saw here in Melbourne in a, in a different direction. So like you never know, but I think the fact that they're going back to 40,000 people in stadiums, that sort of stuff, they're obviously working on how to, how to bring fans back in, in some sort of capacity, um, you know, with what let's we're dealing with hope, now. Let's just hope they're not using fax machines and whiteboards to, uh, to work this stuff out. Yeah. But I'd be surprised. I, I don't think, I, I mean, I don't think a sprint round at Bathurst is going to bring 200,000 through the gate anyway. Really, oh. you know, not the same way the Bathurst One Thousand does. The, 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 it, I don't think you get a huge. You, you get more than four thousand people there, but I don't think you yeah. get. You're not going to have a hundred and one thousand on race day. You know, like like you would for the for the Bathurst. For the well, Bathurst you might 1, if it's the first motor race that you can actually attend. Like you know, yeah, that's maybe. probably the thing that we can't forget maybe. is when we're allowed to actually start going doing things again. People are going to be doing it. Not in dribs and drabs. I can imagine everyone wants to go and get out. I mean, I know that that's how everybody feels. Majority of the people feel here in Melbourne. So um, yeah. it's going to be, you know, you see as the weather warms up, like even on the weekend, it was pretty warm here in Melbourne. Mm, uh, we had like 26 and there were people everywhere. Like everyone's out and about, but yeah. everyone's keeping their distance. I mean, not well, everywhere I was, it was everyone was sort of respecting that. So flu season people gets get- better in summer, eh? So the numbers will come down naturally. So winter mid-May next year is not going to be a well-attended event. Is that what you're saying? Probably not the best one. <laughs> no, but it all, apparently it's all going to make sense after the US election. So after that's finished, it will all probably Oh, here we go. Disappear. Here we go. The juicy stuff. What do you got? <laughs> well, nothing at all. It's just it's, – I don't even want to get into it because – Who who you got, Biden or Trump? Um, oh, the same I, Trump's yeah, back Trump. on the – He's back, Trump, Trump's, um, Trump's back definitely ahead, got four he? more years. I, I told everyone from the start. Biden is—he's lost the plot, mate. He's look at him. He's—he's he's, look at him. <laughs> <laughs> look at him. <laughs> just look at him. He's funny. He's—they're both funny, but the, it's just a shit system. But oh, I don't want to get into that either. It just does my head in. But they—they they say after after the election, it would all magically disappear. So I don't know. No, okay. All right. Well, unless you have, unless you have, you Dan know Andrews what? involved. Hey, and I'll be the first to start this. Um, the Bend, right? Good racing, and oh man, if what, you're a punter, and we, we didn't, we didn't. Weekend, it was the greatest, probably the greatest weekend you've ever watched this year. Oh, by far. Saturday, Saturday was good. Sunday wasn't all that crash hot. Really? <sighs> Sunday was well, two two very Sunday dominant okay. performances. It was okay. Yeah, but it, it wasn't. wasn't it's okay. Saturday, yeah, if it okay. wasn't for Saturday, it would be yeah. like it would have been a pretty average weekend. You would have we would have been going, Oh, that wasn't all that good. Saturday was amazing, yeah. don't get me wrong, but Sunday forget, was not. There were two lights to flag wins on Sunday. Yeah, but forget that. Look at the rest of the field having battles. Yeah, exactly. Don't yeah, worry the, about the problem. The first couple. 
It's funny you say that, Dave, because you live in the middle of the race and you see a lot of shit going down. Like there's pe- oh, things there happening left, right, and center. Down, left, right, center. And it was awesome. We don't normally get to see that because we watch the same few cars. You know what I mean? Like on TV, it obviously it um, you know it's heavily weighed towards the front of the field and what's going mm-hmm. on there. So um, unfortunately, you miss. And I've said this a lot of the time. You miss some of the, the some of the best battles and best motor racing is mid pack and beyond. Like you're talking the, that the last the most, couple laps. Yeah, the last like couple laps because it all crazy. comes. It all like crescendos up and in and forms itself in the last couple of laps, and that's what you got to sort of watch. Um, but I know I know what the TV does; they always follow the leader for the last lap and show the car driving around on rails, and then they, you know, they almost forget <laughs> about the rest of the rest of the rest of the field. But I know it's I know it's hard, but and it's hard. It is it's hard to manage, but it, there's always these. I mean, so many times you come in and you've had a race for twelve or ten for whatever it may be, and you're like, shit, that was out of control, you know, intense. passing and yeah, you know, there's plenty going on back there. But um, what I wanted to say was I'll be the first to admit we thought it was going to be boring, um, processional, but the one thing that stopped that from happening was degradation. It continues it continues to be the one key factor that if it's if it's there, if we have some sort of degradation, the tyres seem to wear out, that you're going to have racing. Things are going to get mixed up. But, um, I mean, it just blows me away that we don't – we still argue about all this stuff, you know, aero, making the cars, you know, handle better and all those bits and pieces. When we've got the tool there, we put them on four tyres every time. You know, those black round things are the easiest things to fix the racing. I can't understand. It, and it's surely the cheapest way to fix the racing. But it only works if, if they're not expecting it. Sunday's races, the Sunday's first race, Van Gisbergen drove around miles off the pace and no one wanted to have a go at him because everyone was worried about their rear tyres. And to me, that's not – personally, I didn't find that exciting. Saturday's race was great because it obviously caught a heap of people out. But as soon as they know yeah. it's coming, they work out what number to drive to and that's exactly what we saw on Sunday. And that's what – I know this is a polarising thing and it's – perfectly normal for us to have different opinions on it but i still think when you go high deg you end up with tire management races and they're not that exciting and that's what we saw on sunday and we saw a couple of races on sunday what's the flip side (sighs) yeah well that's the question what's the flip side everyone has everyone has like tires that don't wear out and then you qualify where you you race where you qualify because that's That's totally i totally i understand that i understand that but i just don't necessarily feel like and that's what you get back to and every time it's exactly what we've said this before when we went high deg last time everyone went i can't race on this high deg tire because it falls apart i need something i've got confidence in and then you're right then you get back to the fact where it's everyone's got too much grip you know, that the braking zones aren't long enough for passing. There's too much mid-corner yeah. speed to get a run on the bloke next bloke. And you have the same problem. I, I completely understand that. But I just find the idea of just driving around way off the pace to look after tyres, that's what everyone works out what number to drive to. And you don't yeah, get Yeah, but you that, can't. The you problem is where, where the mixing up is, is that the qualifying order. So if the qualifying order has been skewed for whatever reason, like we saw you know, wink up out of position. A few few play, big players out of position in qualifying, they're going to have to attack. They can't drive to a number in P20 and then think, oh, yeah, my tyres are good. I'll just pass 20 blokes now. Because if everyone does the same thing, and that's where the opportunity starts arising. So if you have a format that allows the tyres not to physically get the distance, like, yeah, they'll be on the car and they'll be around and they won't lose air, but, like, you, you they can't get to the end then you're going to have to have – someone's going to have a crack. Someone's going to take a risk, safety cars, all those bits and pieces. That's where the opportunities come, and someone might work it out. Do you know what I mean? So it presents opportunity. So, I, it, I mean, I, that's got to be the easiest way than giving us more aero, better handling race cars, which is all the things we've been doing in the last 10 years. Better handling race cars, more aero, more power. I mean – it's more not, that's not working. Yeah, it, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what it does. When the cars were hard to drive and you had this H pattern gearbox and, and all those bits in it, pieces, there was, yeah, was things awesome. going on left, right, and center oh, and locking oh, brakes. I'll back, I'll back H pattern gearboxes to the end of the earth. You know, mm, I'll live same. with sequential shifts. If we go paddles, then I'm 
I just go. I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't oh, want to see it. Oh, but it protects the engine. It protects the engine. I don't even like that steering wheel that, that JW uses. It looks too much like a GT car. I want a big old touring car steering wheel in a racing car. That's what I want to see. Bus, but, you want a bus wheel? Yeah, I, I want the I want the triple eight bus wheel that Giz uses <laughs> when he foul steering brakes. But um, but yeah, I, I just I, I, I get. I, no, I totally understand what you're saying. I just feel like Sunday's races, particularly like the the, the first dinner Sunday's race, we weren't we didn't see any of those things from the high deck. They did the high deck didn't give us any of that. It only did on Saturday when people didn't know it was coming, and they were obviously too aggressive on setup and all these ties. And like Giz on 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 Saturday, Giz went from leading. The, he led the start of the second last lap, and he finished ninth. Oh, yeah, that's amazing! That's fantastic. Apart. But that's only when you, if you if if you see that coming, you're not going to let it. You're not going to let it happen. You know, and mm-hmm. and when they did see it coming, they didn't let it happen. But when they didn't, obviously it was amazing. But that's very difficult. To replicate, so to say that I oh, don't worry about aero or this or that, like we still need to make the, it easier to follow other cars from an aero perspective. You know, there's still well, things they that need, we to re- need to. I mean, yeah. we need to reduce the error. But what I'm saying is, going down that path of, you know, they spend millions of dollars on their whole aero stuff. This, you know, I don't think that's not where we need to focus our time and money as a sport. Is what I'm saying. Well, it should be it should be simplifying the aero, which shouldn't be yeah. you know developing aero costs a lot of money. Simplifying it shouldn't be that expensive you know so um but yeah I, I, the high deck thing i just still i just worry about i just worry about time man you, you're right red mist is kind of the wild card where someone goes you know what bugger it i'm gonna have a go you know and they mm. move forward early in the race and then fall back but i think what you end up with the 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 the, the guys that are in the championship fight the guys that are traditionally at the front will just go into time management mode and work out the fastest way to get from A to B, and that's not always the most exciting way to get from A to B, and that, no. that becomes an issue. And we saw it in Formula 1. Formula 1 in the early 2010s, massively high-deg tyres, complete tyre management races, nowhere, just the worst, just the worst. But we've had more – we've arguably, because of the the tyre rules that have changed this year, we've had people on the podium that you would have not thought would have made the podium this year. Oh, for sure. I, I think. Sure. That's what my opinion is, and I think that shows that. So I think it shows that they're yes, you're still going to have the cream still going to rise to the top, but on the odd occasion, you're going to have the others that, when the opportunity presents itself, that they're going to they they have an opportunity to take it. So I, I mean, yeah, rather than have the old days of when Wing Cup used to just come out and win every single weekend, or Scott win every single weekend, that's what we've been dealing with over the past, you know, past few years. So I think this is. It's an easy solution. It's just a set of tyres. What what are the set of tyres cost? I don't know, a couple of grand or something when you – I don't know if that's such a big deal when you're spending, you know, six million per car. Yeah. I still, I, I still really – I like the limited tyre set rule. I like the limited five sets. I think it works better on a single compound than on the double compound, you know, and I think if you look at – you look at the way like Jack LeBrock was fighting for the win on Saturday – you know, he's, he won a race at Sydney Motorsport Park a couple of months back, and, and that's great for Jack. But if he'd won that race on Saturday, it would have felt, to me, it would have felt so much more legitimate because he was fighting 100%. Van Gisbergen and he was 100%. fighting Coulter, and he was And guess what? It was pretty hard to fight those blokes because they're, they're bloody good races and they were, you know, like Giz was making sure he couldn't get past. It was pretty impressive stuff. But if he wins that race or even that second, you look at it and you go, that's a bloody great effort. And obviously Tickford, they had something sorted with the setup because he looked like, he pitted on lap five and he looked like he had brand new boots at the end of that race. That was amazing. Mm. But, you know, that that would have felt, if he'd won that to me, and I, I, I'm sure deep in his heart that would have felt very different to the win at Sydney Motorsport Park when all the big but names we, were completely out of the running. Yeah. But wouldn't you say that that's the one where he won at Sydney, that was due to the limited tyres and you had to actually yeah. pick which race. That was the, where that this, was the mixed on the weekend, as well. Yeah, where on the weekend, obviously, everyone had the same opportunity you know, you could have a crack in all races, effectively. Yeah, that's why I like the limited tyre set because you will be at a tyre disadvantage at some point, but it's not a ridiculous disadvantage. You know, take out the deg. Mm. The five sets is not quite enough. You're going to have not... to cut a corner somewhere, and I think that's about right. Mixed compound, I think it just takes it that little bit too far, you know, where the, you just the only, the, the only thing I guess we have to start, um, I guess, thinking about is, is the sport going to stay at three races per weekend? Like, is it going to stay like this? Yeah. Which, yeah. I, I don't Good know. Question. Do you reckon that's, yeah. you know, because at the end of the day, oh. that, this only works if you're doing multiple races. Um, I, you know, I, um, is it going to go back assume, to the two-race weekend? I assume next year they're going to have to try and have the same amount of people. So will they bring in fuel races? I um, don't know, because that probably entails another person to do the fuel and everything. So, but that's, really good. That's, good, good question, I, I'd, I'd that's a great like, question. 
But I actually like that. If why not add the fuel with the same amount of people? It just makes the pit stop slower. I mean, who cares mm. how long the pit stops are? I, I don't know if that's actually relevant. Yeah. To, like every if everyone's got a pit, it's all the same. Like it's big deal that it takes yeah. another ten seconds. You're right. That's a very interesting. It's a very interesting question, and I I don't know the answer at the moment. But um, yeah, it will be interesting to see what they what they do with that because there has been some good things about the sprint format. Um, but you know the the series really moved away from that in a pretty significant way. So uh, it, it's an interesting. Uh, it's it's an interesting. Well, you you would have thought thing. with the likes of the biggest, you know, Bathurst next year to start off. I can't imagine they're going to go there and do three sprint races. Well, why not? Well. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. So it's well, obviously we, they've changed the I, format quite considerably and everything that sort of entails this year. So does that mean, does anyone really still care about the year and the championship? Well, the championship battle is pretty interesting. Yeah, I so know, I think, like, but it's like all the Melbourne teams really haven't had a good swing at it because they haven't had a no, home no, base. Of course. Of course. So but you could say that about every very, single very, sport. Every single sport in the world this year, you know, it's a bizarre. That's what I mean. Is it, yeah, is it is it actually a year to sort of celebrate, or is it just a year to get through? Um, I think I still think that it's yeah. You could make the argument that winning in a tough year is there's something about that, something to that as well. You know, I, I don't know. I think that we need to probably it's just take like twenty twenty is twenty twenty. You know, like there's someone's going to win it, and I'm just glad there was sport happening. You know, rather than getting bogged down in the, is it legitimate? No, it's different. It's a totally different. It's not the year we started out trying to do, you know. So, um, but I think we should all, whether it's the footy, whether it's supercars, whether it's whatever, just be happy there's something going on because we could so easily have nothing going on. So is it another year of the asterisks? (laughs) The whole year, 2020 is the year of the asterisks. Another year, boys. Just another year. Twenty 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 asterisks. Wasn't yeah. wasn't there like a um, comic book called Asterix? Is yeah, that right? Like the Viking, like the Viking, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. Like Viking. Yeah. It's no, I don't know any of this. You're gonna have to tell me. Oh, I was just yeah, like it's... a little kid's like comic book. It was called Asterix or something like that. What do you remember? Yeah, I remember what? it. I was never like a Reddit, oh, but I certainly remember it being around. It was like oh, was it Oblix, Oblix as well. There was oh, like, maybe. Yeah, I don't wrong. know. It's no, it was, what was, it was their superpower? No, they were Vikings. Were they like, weren't they like Vikings or something? Um, I'll look it up. I'm pretty sure they were. Pretty sure they were Vikings. Yeah, they were Vikings. Yeah. Hey, um, Scottish warriors from the Roman Empire. <laughs> Asterix. That's it. That's it. That's the one. <laughs> they were Vikings. Okay. Oh well, uh, they look like kind of. It kind of yeah, looks they like they had like, they? They had, they had like, like Pegasus or something on them. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, I didn't, I didn't read so, what's your take on the uh, wing cup down the inside of Scott McLaughlin? Oh, it's fair incident. move. <laughs> oh, I think once you lock the brakes, you're asking for a penalty. It's hard, yeah. I think once you lock, it, I, I, course, I really, yeah. I really think, I really think Scott didn't leave him a lot of room, you know, uh, and and maybe yeah. that contributes. Like as the as the gates getting shut in your face, you go. Oh shit! I need a bit more break here, and then you lock the rears. But once you lock the rears and clatter into someone, you're going to be pretty yeah. hard pressed oh, to, think, to argue Winkup, against it. You know, Wink Up said he started to turn under brakes like too early, and that made him sort of turn away from him, which made him lock the rears and then sort of skid into him mm. and make the braking zone heaps longer. Yeah. So when he when he tagged him, he was he could see Scott start spinning, and then he tried to like like crash into the front of him, just try and straighten him up. But it kind oh, of made it look worse. He kind of, he said yeah. he stuffed that one up. Yeah, but Wink Up's brakes were locked before he hit, before he hit Scott. So yeah. the idea that yeah, he no, 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 that's because, him up because, is, uh, yeah, no, it's because Scott was spinning because he, he, copped a, he copped a Red Bull hole in no, the door. No, 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 because, but, but I know, oh, mate, I know, I know, listen, I know what you're saying. Listen, you, you, you got to listen because he started turning under brakes and that's when yeah, Wink Up tried to, it's funny you bring Go that up, Dave, because it's one thing that's becoming more and more evident. And I don't know if Beardo has cracked down on it. Well, I mean, yeah, clearly people not, turn under brakes all the time. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, I thought the the rule was, you know, once you pick your line, you got to stick to it, particularly if someone's yeah. passing you. But if you turn across the front of them as they're trying to pass you, of Your course, that's going to. Well, I mean, I would have thought, of course when they drive into you, into your door or something, maybe not at the apex. I'm not, and I'm not using what happened on the weekend. You know the wink up Scott thing because clearly wink up was at fault. But what I'm saying is, if someone turns 
starts turning across you as you're going up the inside of them and you, you've yeah. already picked your braking zone, you, what are you going to do? You can't all of a sudden just turn out of it. Yeah, well, it was yeah the, you it's can't the old harder and back out of it. So I think that old braking, the old turning under brakes um, when someone's trying to pass you, I, I thought that needed to be ruled out. Like that was there was years of it talking about out. that. But well, people's ego doesn't like being passed. So when they see a car like pull out, they start to like turn into them automatically. I think. I, I think well, yeah. it was. I think the defense was on the absolute limit. No doubt about that. I think that that there was definitely. Scott shut that door pretty hard, and I that surely contributed to Wink up using a bit too much brake on the way in there. But again, Thank once you. you've once you've locked the rears and you clatter into someone, you you kind of yeah. it's just hard to hard to get out of that. And then we had the other one with 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 Scott and Lee Holdsworth. You know that was an interesting one as well because mm. again, when you tag someone in the back like that, you, you you're going to struggle to avoid a penalty. But I also think that Scott kind of had a point that Lee didn't give him a lot, and Lee said oh, I gave him room, but the onboard doesn't it look was like a car he gave him Oh, maybe he was, well. He didn't have a. Maybe. He didn't have a. He didn't have a. Um. He didn't have he was a wheelie back. Yeah, he was just a. Yeah, yeah, not yet. But he also did. He he did have a. He tried to do what in the rear quarter panel, yeah. you know. So, um, I he think he tried to do what Van Gisbergen did at Townsville with the old fake and then pass, but it didn't. Yeah. he obviously didn't execute as well. But yeah, clear, I mean, yeah, that with that one, hundred percent, he he had heaps of room, and you know what it's like, Dave. Yeah. As long as he got four wheels on the on the tarmac. I mean, whether it's a curb or not, that's that's it. That's a car whip. That's the rule. Oh. Like if there's yeah, a car whip, but he hit him right on the inside of the road. So like he didn't have anywhere else to go to avoid the contact. He was just probably a bit too far back. I guess that's probably the big um, the big mm. issue in that one. Again, it's one that you could argue both ways. But at the end of the day, when you're the car behind and you tip a bloke into a spin right in the rear quarter panel, it's just going to be a hard. It's a hard thing to kind of uh, a hard thing to kind of defend, but to then be like, oh, he, he shut the door on me when he'd done exactly the same thing to wink up, you know. That then you go, well, you've got to take the crunchy yeah. with the smooth. Like if you want to play I mean, those but, games, like you know, I'm you happy. might play it back to you. I'm happy these blokes are going for moves because it's making exciting. If they weren't, yeah. we'd be saying these guys are boring. Well, that's the but that's the big question, Dave. Well, should happy, we be letting, should we be letting it play out? Like, is penalising him actually the right way to go for those sixty well, forty? Like, 30, it doesn't matter. Years, it doesn't know? matter if you penalise them or not. When you when you're trying to pass someone, you you think you're not thinking I'm going to get a penalty for this when you pass okay. someone. That's interesting. That's interesting. You don't think about that well, at you all. If you yeah. think about that, you're thinking about the wrong thing. Well, okay. you think that's two steps ahead of it. Normally, if you're trying to pass someone, you're like, I'm going to pull this off. You know, like, <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. I'm going up the inside and if it works, it works. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to look like hey, a that's, hero. That's the Heimgartner um, approach. How was that move? How was Heimgartner's move on Chaz and uh, Scotty in the in, in Sunday's first race? That was an absolute uh, – an absolute. <laughs> that. That, that was a case. Oh, he just sent it. Did he? he? Just, it was one of those things where a lot of things had to go right for it to work, and they all went right. Yeah, well, and he drove out, and he would have been going, "You absolute beauty!" On the way out of the corner, it was great. What a legend! It was great. But that's it. But that's interesting you say that, Dave, because I there is this school of thought that you know when you penalise these blokes, you discourage them from trying those moves. But if you don't think that's an issue, then I think probably the decision making was spot on for the weekend. Then, but because you're right, it was awesome. Good on Wink up for going for that move. You know, like that's 100%. you want to you want to see that. Like how good is it? And he's got nothing. That, that's exactly the sort of nothing to lose behind in the championship yeah. stuff that you do. You're like, if we both get carted off here, I've got, I haven't got that much to lose. So let's have a go, you know. And that's what it's net that's zero. What we want that's what we want to see, you know, a bit of risk taking. That's what that's what's exciting. And at the end of the and at the end of the day, in, for Scott, it's better it's Wink Cup doing it because if it had been someone else, then he's got more to lose. So yeah, I would have thought yeah. that's why Scott wasn't too stressed about it because yeah. It didn't, you know, it didn't change the point scenario. If anything, he gained advantage because he finished ahead of him. But, yeah. um, you know, obviously he was more upset with the Holdsworth one because he loses a bunch of points out of it because he was it wasn't with the title rival. Well, the so thing, the thing would be almost I mean, done. The title would be almost done if he doesn't get that penalty on Saturday. I'm, you know, like I'm surprised uh, that, uh, to be honest, in his position, I'm surprised he would risk. You know, a lead brought yeah, up a good point. Tough. Why? Why you would do that? Why you would risk it? when you're that close to, to having it sealed so you can go to Bathurst um, with absolutely no stress, nothing on your mind. But again, because, I don't want to I don't want to slam him for that because like Dave said, we want to see him doing that. Like parking up behind no, him not, going, oh well I'll just take fourth. You know, like boring. Have a go. We're not like, slam we're not slamming right. anyone here, mate. I don't no, no, think I know. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know. But 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 what I'm saying is like you you you're technically hundred percent right. It was a low percentage move for not much gain. Um but 
and maybe that comes back to what Dave's saying. When you're driving the car, you're not sitting there doing maths in your head. You're just like, I reckon I can pass well, this bloke and I'm going to have a go. Yeah, uh, well, unless you're, unless you're in the championship hunt, you sort of you kind of know who you're racing and where they are and whatnot. Yeah, you got that. If you're that'll not, always if you're not really be you just, you're just you're just trying to pass cars in front of you. Yeah, you don't yeah, care about penalties. How at the start of that third race though, it was crazy. That was that oh, was bro, I was in a I was in a I don't know what, what? happened to me, but I got shunted <laughs> off. Um, Did that I, ruin I, your I, car? Oh, I bent it up a little bit. It actually like ripped the steering wheel that hard out of my hand. It like busted my thumb, and for like it's still sore now. I can barely move it. I like jarred it really bad. Um, but like um, at the start there, because because my car's not very good over one lap, and it's good over the distance. I have all these cars around me that seem to be a lot better than my car at the start of the race, but obviously not good at the end of the race. So I'm trying to like I'm trying to keep them behind me, and also. You know, make make as little damage or as little, you know, try and go forward as much as I can. And then I've got all these cars at the start that are a lot lot faster than me, and they're crashing into me, punting me all the time. I'm trying to pass cars in front of us, and then I think down at turn 17, there was another accident up front. I think Heimgardner, and I tried to pass Brock, and I think he's tried to avoid the accident, which is like he turned down on me. And then Frosty was on my inside, and those two crashed into the side of me. That ripped the steering wheel out of my hand and sent me into the grass. And then I think um, Winterbottom went pirouetting in front of me and spun across the other side of the track, and Courtney was, like, trying to pick up spots no. and pluck gears. And then they, those <laughs> two crashed, and then Courtney spun in front of me. It just I, I, My brain couldn't even deal with the concept of what was happening. It was exploding. Dead set. Like, Courtney like, spinning. The way Courtney spun and didn't cause the world's biggest pile-up. <laughs> oh, no, that was amazing. Yeah. That was amazing. I don't even know if he, I don't know if that was by design because he he got spun, but then he jumped out of the break while he was I going know. backwards. Yeah. And it which is generally a no-no, right? That's generally a no-no. Well, when you're going just, backwards. <laughs> 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 if he worked that out in his break. head, um, uh, mate, amazing, amazing yeah. bit of skill because he literally where he where he would have stopped because normally I guess when you spin, you put the brakes on so you don't go anywhere but yeah. if he had have done that if he had jumped on to the brakes the or stayed on the brakes yeah. he it would have been that car probably would have been straight in the tip um yeah. well, and you know a bunch well, of other said, cars would have had some damage he said like you could see everyone going to the like to the inside of the corner so he's just like put it like he started plucking gears hard up the throttle trying to like pass cars on the outside and that's when Winterbottom spun into him and like that's when it caused all the world's biggest yeah. shit fight it's like it was man. It was plenty going on. There it was, was like good. There, there, there was literally eight cars that crashed into each other in one corner. It felt so weird to see it. We've, we've seen so little of it since the season restarted in June. You know, yeah. like it was weird to see like a multi-car. It wasn't, Darwin shot. was the last one, wasn't it? Really, where yeah, it was, it was it? in that first lap, it was out of control. You've seen a little, so there's a little bit of Townsville, you know, turn two, lap one stuff, but actually, like big shunts like that, it just feels like um. We've seen so little of it, and it's seen. It's, it used to be something that was just like every race, but now it's like, wow, that was that was crazy. That was cool, isn't it? It's not cool when you're in it. I can tell you that. <laughs> it kind of, it kind of was right. cool. It kind of was a bit. Yeah, I don't know. It felt a bit normal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, what I did want to ask. I mean, we're at that point of the year. Uh, the season's just about to wrap up. Normally, we've still got quite a bit to go, but. Um, there's going to be some driver changes next year. There's no doubt about it, uh, particularly um, even some license changes and team changes as well. So uh, what are you hearing out there, AVL? Because there's a few drivers that still haven't signed any contracts. They've been on what, you know, they're either at the end of their deal or only on a one-year deal. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Who are you hearing? Sounds like you've got the goss there. If you're saying there's Well, no, I'm saying, you know, like, what's your, well, I mean, well, even what's Dave's teammate, Dave's yeah. teammate's obviously still, coming up. Still not locked in. Um, you know, there's, I mean, I think it's pretty much certain that Scott's not going to be here next year. Um, that, it feels that's like sort it. Of been, it yeah, feels I like mean, it. you'd expect there's, it. There's plenty of rumours It wouldn't surprise there. anyone, would it? Like, you know, if it wouldn't surprise anyone if he, if it all came out after Baffer said he was, you know, moving to America. So I'm, I'd be shocked if he stayed. I probably would be surprised as well if he was in the championship next year. It's hard to tell at the moment because there's so many question marks over literally everything in the world. But, um, you know, if he went over there, you know, and didn't come back, 
that kind of wouldn't be the most surprising thing in the world, you know. Um, so that's uh, that'll certainly be something to something to watch. I guess it'll depend a bit on you know how the how the IndyCar race goes. That's a pretty big ask to go over there a week after Bathurst and jump yeah. in the car you haven't raced before. I know we did really well in the testing, but those guys have got a season under their belt now, so you're going in at the end of their season. Um, pretty pretty tough, but um, but yes, yeah, so, I mean like the 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 one thing that keeps doing the rounds is you know Will Davison in a DJR. Penske car know, or, a, or a DJR car, yeah. it's hard to tell exactly what that's going to look like. You know, there's still no confirmation yeah. that, that the I Penske will that, continue eh? to be involved. You know, so yeah, it sounds been... like Penske are on the way. Well, Roger might not be in the team next year, which, I mean, that would be big. I mean, obviously, he's, how, how many years now has it been? It's been five years? Five years. 2015 five was years. the first one. Yeah, so look, there's, there's still, you know, it, it may well be that, they go and just continue doing it, or they're at a, you know there's a different level of investment. Who knows? It, but the fact well, that you can it hasn't guarantee been confirmed, the investment would change. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the fact that the uh, the fact that the the end of the day, a lot of you know that, that team works on on you know B two B business work. Yeah, you know, I wonder what that, that's all what about. That, that's that's all about the having, team as well. That's all about having people at racetracks. You know, and a lot of the sponsorship arrangements are built heavily on that. So that's where it becomes a tough sell if you can't have corporate hospitality and all that sort of stuff next year. So it, it will definitely be interesting to see to see where that kind of goes. Um, yeah, Anton's another one who we don't exactly know where he's going to be. Um, yeah, because Will year, signed so. up. You're signed up, Dave, there, and Will's signed his deal to drive there next year, isn't he? So it's interesting. I mean, it, yeah, do they, is it? Is it the climate to run three cars at Erebus? I mean, it's you know that'll be oh, another interesting one. But man, you got to talk to them about it. I no, but you know, I, I'm not just. I'm just in general. You know, is it? It'd be surprising if a team was well, to if expand, you're going to run. You know, if you're going to run three, you might as well run four. Yeah, because it's not yeah. like to do to do three cars is probably like seventy percent amount of work to run four cars. If you know what I mean. Yep. Because you got to yep. have a truck. You got to have all this extra yep. crew. And to just supplement it with the fourth car kind of makes sense. Yeah, so and then yeah, the question no, no team runs three cars; they always run two or four cars. That seems to be the model, except yeah. Triple Eight. <laughs> they seem to do it all right. Well, no, they got they got rid of their third car because it wasn't. Yeah, too but hard. they did. They did it. They did it for quite a while. Yeah, the, well, they did it because of and Craig it Lowndes. That, that was because of <laughs> yeah, because of Craig Lowndes. Yeah, if you can't yeah, sell no, a sponsor, no, but, yeah. you can't, if you can't get a good sponsor for your car driven by Craig Lowndes, then. Um, yeah, it probably shouldn't be a commercial be, game. It's got to be the easiest exactly sell. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's got to be the easiest sell in the world. But um, the, yeah, um and, and and you got to look at like what does what does someone like Matt Stone Racing do? You know, they got two drivers sharing a car now. At what point do those two guys go? Hey, I yeah. want a full crack at this. You know, so um, what are they going to do? There's 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 a lot, but again, it's just it's really going to come down to um how well you can go and sell this thing to your sponsors. And a lot of that, it's very difficult to go and play that game until you have a calendar and you have a TV deal. You know, because well, I mean, I think it would afford it's done at Channel Seven next year. It's, I mean, we know is, Channel Ten done. are out of the game, so it is done. Um, it is done, and that's probably going to be a go good thing, isn't it? Why yeah, haven't Channel Seven obviously that? doing well? That, probably like Neil Baffist, mate. Yeah, I think I think that's that's what we were told the other week from Sean Seymour is it expect something around Bathurst, um, but it's oh, okay, a, so it's, it's done, a done deal. Yeah, yeah, it's, but it's, I, but it's done. I would have thought it'd be pretty difficult to. Uh, I know their goal, Supercars, is to announce a calendar, but like we've been saying and like we've seen this year, announcing a calendar and with what's been going on is pretty hard. You know, I think we need to be fluid with what where we're going yeah. and what we're doing. Um, yeah. I mean, it's going to have a pretty big asterisk, as Dave would like to say, next to it that things could change, well, you just um, even know. if it does you come out, know. you know. Subject so, to change. Subject yeah. to change. Uh, the yeah. other way, interesting one, TBC. even we just spoke about him a bit earlier, Courtney, you know, will will they continue on as the fourth car there? Obviously, there's um, there's a bit to play out there, you know, with the licence and, and what have you. So there's there's going to be plenty. I think there's going to be a lot of changes and it's all going to have to happen. Uh, well, it's all going to be happening either right now or it's going to be happening at least in the lead up to Bathurst. I, I would expect Courtney to stay at Tickford next season i think i think 2022 is interesting in terms of like what uh what boost mobile wants to do in terms of do they want to go out on their own but i don't think that's something you'd do at the end of a rule set like we are now i think you sort of stick with what you're doing i, I reckon See, at the end of next year um a lot of te- a lot of people might go by it might go out by himself because allegedly like the the 
the the car of the park. Sorry, the car of the future. Hey, what's it called now? Car of the, car of the future. Now. Car Gen three. Gen three is our next one. Gen three. Sorry, that's the one. It's going to be much cheaper, a lot more controlled parts. Um, <laughs> that's what they engine. said about car of the future. Yeah, Dave. I know, I know. But you got to give them credit because they're at least talking. <laughs> they have to get language. it right this time. They have to get it right this time. There's no. <laughs> they're with, talking with what's, the world, with what's going on in the world. There's absolutely no. Uh, there's no margin for error with this one. It has to be cheaper. And I think you're 100% right, Dave. I think we're going to see the mu- there's going to be a much bigger shift in what's going on at the end of next year because, again, there's just no there's no point throwing too much investment at what we're running now into next year, you know, when we're going to be running something totally different the year after. So I think yes. that's going to be the real big yeah. the real big change. I mean, look, but, yeah. The, the people the, We've got people that are smart enough. We've got ideas that are smart enough, not just on this show, but people genuinely, like there's enough people in pit lane that know uh, what they're Did doing. Did you just call and, us smart? Well, I think, I mean, geez. Oh, please don't tell me it's that smart brush, please. But <laughs> I think there's enough there to to actually do have make it right for Gen 3 this time around. I think so. I think there's enough there. I just think they have there's, to. I think that there should be desperation to get it right. Like the future of well, the sport I mean, is at stake with this thing. What Seriously. it's going to come down to, as long at. as there's, I think what it's going to come down to is that there has to be um, the people making the decision have to have the whole sport in mind, and maybe not, you Correct. know, agendas agendas at you know at heart, yeah. you know, because I mean we know that everyone in the team's world they want to win, and they're going to do what's in the best interest for their race team. We've seen it all, before. and this isn't having a crack at any particular team or team owners or anyone. Why not? Just have the reality. Crack. No, 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 <laughs> but it's the truth. It's the truth. It's the nature of every any sport, and I know in motor racing particularly, we everyone's passionate. Everyone will do what it takes to win, and, you know, I think that's when it comes to making decisions on what we need to do going forward, that there needs to be people that are maybe a little bit um, – you know, don't have a, a direct in investment or, you know, into into the sport and make those decisions rather than people that, um, you know, obviously are going to turn up every weekend to compete in it. You're right. You're 100% right, Caruso. And I, I kind of, maybe I'm being naive here, but I kind of hope that this whole COVID-19 thing will put some stuff into perspective. You know, maybe it takes away... People can't be thinking invested interests anymore because, you know, this we're, we're really on the knife edge. Of, of the sport, you know, of the future of the sport and how successful yeah. it's going to be. So hopefully this is the thing that really well, makes makes everyone sort of go, okay, well, if if I try and just look after myself, I'm going to have no one to race against, you know. So let's, well, and that's, uh, let's that's try and do the thing, right Avion. thing for everyone. So yeah. hopefully I really hope, may, again, maybe I'm being completely naive, but I really hope that that's what this is the thing. That If there's a silver lining to this thing, it's that it's time to make tough decisions. There's no well, getting around. They have to be made or we're not going to have a category. And I think if you hit the nail on the head, that if it brings it in perspective for everybody, this year had the Melbourne teams not done what they what they have and run on the road, there is no sport, no category. So what that yeah. says and what that should loudly say to all of them, that yes, it, everyone wants to win. But without everybody, you've got nothing. Your business, yeah. your cars, your trucks, everything all of a sudden – <laughs> the investment's gone. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, you might be able to sell them off a much cheaper and people will be able to run them at club days, but it, without each other, <laughs> they don't have a sport. Car club days. So, well, do yeah. you know what I mean? Without each other, like if there's only five cars on the grid, is anyone going to turn up to watch it at all? Is it going to have yeah. a TV deal? So I think, yeah. you know, they the quicker the quicker they come to that understanding that, um, you know, 30-car grid, because and, and, that's what the aim should be. It shouldn't be just making 100%. it viable for the current field. It needs to be let's make sure that it's so viable that the People. licensing fee comes, you know, shoots back through the roof because we're going to have, you know, 30, 35 cars on the grid and we're going to be knocking people back and Super 2 grows because of it, all those bits and pieces. It's, I mean, the flow yeah, yeah. and effect of it is huge. So I think that's what makes it crucial. Mm-hmm. So I think some of the team owners, they might not want any more teams involved because then it then it dilutes their share of the business and therefore dilutes their, you know, their... um. Uh, their capital, yeah. So, yeah, but like as as a fan, as a as a and a driver in the sport, the, uh, the more cars, the better. But it looks the sport the, looks better you know, when there's more cars. It's but they're the sort of they're the sort racing. of thing. That's they, a very short. That's a very short term. Correct. That's a very short sighted uh, approach because yes, maybe next year you might get less money, but as 30, 35 cars on the grid, 
would probably prove in our sport um, the racing, the competitiveness, um, the excitement. You like you said, goes you're a up. fan. You want to watch it. All that goes up. So that brings in more revenue. That probably exactly. introduces more sponsorship money, better TV deals. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yes. Okay. Next year, you might not get the money that you were hoping for, but I think exactly. you know if, you, long, if they've got the idea. View. That's oh, exactly the sort it. of that's that's exactly the sort of thinking we have to get away from if we want the category mm, yeah. to survive. That's, yeah, that's well, agreed. I mean, got to get got to get rid of the greed. Yep. Good stuff, boys. And now, and also get rid of the fear of losing the category because once you start thinking about that, that's where you tend to head. No, nah, no, we're, we're not going to lose it. Hey, hey so hey, I, I want to ask you guys, is Scotty going to wrap it up this weekend? Or can Wink up? Can, I, I, I find the championship battle fascinating because... Do you? If he can... Well, if, if, if it's, if it's, out, if, if it's 299 um, points, it's on. We're going to Bathurst. It's different to if we were going to any other round, you know? But yeah, if he can get it done, then we've got a whole different Bathurst. So it's so... Well, it's just going to be so fascinating. So if, if it still goes into Bathurst, what you're saying is Van Gisbergen has to take out Car 17 and then Wink Cup win the race. Oh, well, yeah, leave a, your predictions. Leave your predictions for our episode coming up to Bathurst, mate. And I, I do. I, I dare say they that team owes the other team the other one. If you know what I mean. You, you don't. You you don't want that to be team going and every like, other team up in pit lane. The category, yes. I just think in, mo- in most years, if you had a two hundred ninety point gap going into the into the final round, you're going to shit it in. But this year, going to Bathurst. There'll just be that it'll be a little more open than you would have thought. You know, I think Wink Up just has to keep it under three hundred, yeah, to have to I mean, have a shot. Whereas, like, um, yeah, but it, you know, th- we may be looking at a totally different Bathurst race if Wink Up, uh, sorry, if McLaughlin can um can wrap it up. It's going to be a fascinating weekend this weekend, I reckon. Well, I mean, yeah, the interesting part about sh- this weekend is no one's done this racetrack. I mean, yeah, yeah, they've That's done. What I was going to say parts of it. You know, yeah. that that throws a part into the. The weekend that'll be unknown, like we saw on Saturday. Oh, Wink Up has Wink Up's done a ride day there. He's done a ride day on that Ooh, track. Has he? There you go. Yes, he has. Yeah. Yes, he He's has. Done, so, so SV, does that mean SVG has as well? I don't know. I don't know. I just know Jamie. It's literally has. only one corner that's yeah that's kind yeah. of added in. So I don't think. But you take don't. The but you many. don't get um. You don't get that big that big load on the tire because you don't have all those fast sort of continuous yeah. corners. And there's a there's a big stop corner there. So you know, turn one, we could see a bit of um a bit of damage going hammering in there as well because you've actually got a proper stop corner. Stop and you know? turn around. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, oh, I mean, uh, that, and, that's... And it looks quite rough going into that that braking zone, so yeah. it's going to throw up another challenge. Have um, you already done the track walk, mate? No, nah, no, Just when we when we walked the track the other day, we sort of looked at that corner because it goes like from turn five, that fast left, it goes straight on just past turn six and it's got this like little hairpin looking thing. And then it joins back at like turn fourteen or fifteen or something like that. So it'll actually yeah, be it's, interesting it's, if they have, do. They have to change the camera angles or uh, change the camera locations to to make it I all guess work. So. Because yeah, yeah, they'll have to take some of the ones out the back out. What's the point? There'll yeah. be no one out there. Mm. And it's so, it's such a the track sort of covers so much ground. You know, it's such a wide open sort of a sort of track. I think cutting it back in the tighter the angle, the better it kind of looks because it's sort of the one thing the track lacks is landmarks. You don't really see anything around the track. It's just sort of bitumen snaking mm. around a paddock. Um, so when you drive the long, shark. you know, the super long circuit, that's the hardest thing to deal with is there's no landmarks or any structures. Where are to you? Look at. Yeah. 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 Where are you? So when you do this <laughs> 8K track, you get lost three or four times. It's And then you kind of remember there's two co- there's two pit lane looking things and that's where you sort of know that you're halfway around. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's <laughs> cool tracks, really cool track. I highly recommend driving on the G, uh, the what's it called the GT track. Yeah, it's cool. It's really cool. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it, and I think that what helps to look forward to it is where it's unknown. You know, we don't know what to expect out yeah. of it. I mean, it's um, so much better and, than if we were just going back to the international track as well for a second weekend. Yeah. Like you go, oh, this is cool. There is something sort of that 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 little bit of additional spice going. Well, what's this gonna What's this gonna bring to the to the table, you know, and it might be that it's a better layout for these cars, you know, who knows? It might be terrible. Possibly. We don't know, but that's the beauty, the, the, the fascination of the unknown. Who, um, who surprised can actually offer this? Who surprised you on the weekend AVL? Who surprised you know, me? Or who, who is your, you oh. know, I guess out of the norm, who was, um, who was someone that stood out? I mean, Anton going from back to front 
in one of those races was fairly what was that Saturday's first race was it? Uh, sorry, Sunday's first yeah, race where he where he where he really went from um eighteenth on the grid or whatever to finish fourth. Um, that, that was, was fairly impressive. Cars, yeah. I, I, I mean, Kelly well. Racing, Kelly, the Kelly Racing cars, they, they were quick. And Andre, were Andre, Andre drove, on drove really well, you know, to get that podium. And he could very well have had another one on uh, in the second race if he hadn't got hit by Giz because he came back through back to fifth or sixth or wherever he ended up finishing. So that was um, – that they're just so – it's like them and BJR, you just never quite sort of know whether they're going to go. And, and sorry, probably Erebus at the moment as well, whether they're going to go like the Clappers or – be sort of nowhere but they were definitely uh they were definitely pretty impressive so there was some yeah it was a weekend that definitely threw up some odd little results and again then you look at you know the way that um the way you know yeah. that those tickford cars were going on the saturday but then probably didn't quite keep that going into sunday you know i thought man these guys are going to be hard to stop on yeah. sunday you know and then they they kind of they kind of weren't so um so there was definitely some uh there was definitely some some surprises that's for sure but it all felt again it didn't feel artificial that's why i liked it so much more than sydney motorsport park two where you just you know yeah these guys are up fighting for wins but you're like oh okay whereas this was like okay well now we're actually seeing jack lebrock fighting for a win with shane van gisbergen and fabian coulthard top level race winning drivers like yeah that's i enjoyed it well boys um less than 10 days till the end of the Ryko couchside baffus pack which is worth over 3K. So um, make sure you get your entries in. They've been inundated with entries, they tell me. So I'm looking yeah, forward to going through everyone's. <laughs> Can you imagine looseness? Can you imagine some of the looseness oh, that's in some of those entries? Oh, I just. I mean, it's an amazing pack. You know, you get the Sony 4K Android TV, 65-inch, uh, a year's subscription to KO, $100 of Dan Murphy gift card, which all of this um, – that the we'll Dan Murphy's one by itself is worth entering just for that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's free to enter, so it's pretty simple. I, I All you have to do that. twenty-five yeah, words or less uh, with what ingredients would be on a David Reynolds burger, which I know Dave's can't wait to <laughs> dig his teeth into the winner's <laughs> ingredients. <laughs> um, so you have, and yes. Michael, you have to pick it. You know, you have to like scour that, through those two thousand entries and actually pick it. It's going to be – that's a lot of work. That's how, and, and I'll get to do this all in the enjoyment of, of isolation. lockdown. Yes. <laughs> um, I, was, I was about to say I could have really used that Dan Murphy's uh, gift voucher when I was doing my uh, my hotel quarantine shopping the other day, getting a few little bottles or something to try and keep me half entertained for 14 well, whole days. The, the good thing about this prize is we said it before, only 4,000 people are going to get to enjoy the – the big day at Baffus this year, but with this pack, you can uh, you can really enjoy it at home with a brand new TV. And uh, entries have to I, be in by the thirtieth. I would rather win that than go spectate at Bathurst. Hundred percent. Well, there you go. At least you won't have to get up and That'd go to much, the. Uh, that's a much better prize. That's the prize that keeps on giving. That's true. It is. That's very true. It it's you have um, a good TV to watch it on. Anyway. How have you been going in Melbourne? Have you been walking outside with your mask on? Uh, it's yeah. good. We get to go outside for two hours now. Mm-hmm. You can sit you know on the You know what I noticed about people that wear masks? What's that? Oh, I kind can't, I can't <laughs> of forget how nice their eyes are. There you Why? Go. Like are you, you looking at their eyes. mask? Well, you only see their eyes and you're like, oh, you know, they've got nice eyes. doesn't matter. Are you... <laughs> Whose eyes were you? Who I was you trying to see about? the positive in wearing a mask, you fool. <laughs> you fucked up my like fun time. Oh, sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. I'm just posit- looking the positive forward to is going. 11 into- cases today. We're getting there. We are getting there. Just as I'm leaving, they'll drop the hotel quarantine requirement in WA the day we walk out of that hotel. I promise you. It's just Murphy's <laughs> no, law. That's exactly what's going to happen. No, we'll no. step outside mate. and they'll go, oh, yeah, if you just waited two weeks, you wouldn't have had to have done that. Mate. Oh, thanks, mate. Well, if, if WA can bring in hotel quarantine fucking 20 years ago, they would have. Yeah, keep all, you, <laughs> keep all you Easterners out. That's the way we like it. I'm actually, I've just received my um, my flights to Darwin for lockdown for two weeks. Oh, you're, boys, doing, so you go, you're doing Darwin. Yeah, I'm doing Darwin. Um, oh, what, is what everyone doing the Darwin? RL hub? The yeah, unfortunately, it didn't go ahead. There apparently, yeah, I, I actually don't know what the details of why it didn't go ahead. Disappointed because I was looking forward to that. Um, 
because there was all the facilities to sort of look after yourself as you would normally do in the lead up to the biggest race of the year, which uh, obviously it's going to be a bit bit more of a challenge up in Darwin. Um, but it is what it is. You know, you do what you've got to do. But it, uh, will, there'll definitely be a show coming to you live from <laughs> quarantine. We'll do a quarantine special. We'll do a quarantine special. We'll do it from the cupboard. I'll do it from the cupboard from a hotel room somewhere. And, yeah. Uh, It'll be great. Is, is everyone is everyone going to Darwin? Uh, everyone from well Tickford, so myself and James um, are going from there. But uh, I think GT is doing something a bit different, and okay. um, and obviously uh, Dalberto from one of here. But uh, yeah, I think well, it's Alberto's sort of been Darwin. He's going to Darwin. He's already in Darwin. There you go. I spoke to him last night, actually. Is he, is he that bored? He's calling everybody from, from <laughs> quarantine. <laughs> I rang what's him. The, I rang him. What's the food like? What am I? What am I? You know, we're talking about food before with your special mm. burger. Is that what I'm uh, getting? I don't. I don't know. I didn't really ask him about that stuff. I was talking about other things. But I think my uh, engineer is going to Sydney. I think. Mm-hmm. I think. Ah, uh, yeah. The Sydney, that. the Sydney quarantine is literally in a hotel room, no balcony. They shut the door when you get there and lock it and see you in 14 days. So uh, anyhow, that's the Perth that's, system, um, mate. That's the Perth system. That's what I'm facing. Yeah. Facing. On my own, I reckon I'd be fine, but with a, with a toddler, I'm a little nervous. A little nervous. It depends yeah, what hotel that's... room you get. Sometimes you might get yeah. like a three-bedroom apartment. That would be nice. That would it be It really nice. depends on can – you, can you ask for stuff like that or is it just, just you, you can, get what you, you get? Can, you can ask you all you like, you... but you get what you get. <laughs> 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 Oh, um, hey Dave! I know you're a big gamer. Um, did yeah, you real big PS- gamer. What's up? PS Five <laughs> pre-orders sold out in ten minutes. No way. Were you one of those? Uh no, I was not. No, but oh, I will okay. be getting one because I don't know. I always seem to buy them. Don't really play them much, but I seem to <laughs> seem to buy them and collect them. Uh, have you had them all? Have you had that from the original? I had one, two, three, four. Yeah. So oh. I might as well get five. Just keep yeah, it going. that's right. <laughs> Keep yeah, the number system up. Actually, um, Tour de France. You've been watching a bit of that. Richie Port's doing good, dude. I have not watched any of it. What have you been, been doing, so, mate? Man, I've been in in like racing land, just racing all day, every day, and that's all I've done. So I haven't really watched much TV lately. It's been quite disappointing. So there was I no after the party France. last I hate night. It. Why do you hate the Tour what? de France? Unbelievable. I hate it. Right. I hate it. It's, the, it's, the most, it's, it's an unpopular opinion. I hate the Tour de France. I don't care. Why? You're, you're allowed to have your opinion, but why? I, don't, I, I will watch, start watching the Tour de France when they deregulate it and you can take all the drugs you want and they're doing like 300 kilometers an hour up and down. That's all you can. That's what it is now. <laughs> they're taking all the drugs <laughs> I wanna, now. I want to see them going real fast. Then I'll watch. No, I don't care about they the Tour are. de France. Just, <laughs> they just are ride, going like fast. Riding bikes. I know. It's, it's stupid. Like You could say motor racing is just blokes driving cars, but... I just don't. Which it is. I just don't get it. I just, I just go. This is a bunch of blokes on bikes. Couldn't care less. I know you got to watch all the documentaries and stuff, and really that gets you involved in the whole in the whole story. Especially if you watch all the Lance Armstrong stuff, and then you watch um, Icarus on Netflix, which is the Brian Fogel film about him trying to take drugs to improve his performance and all that stuff. And yeah. man, it's just so. There's so many cool stories that come from it. It's unbelievable. The history of the sport yeah, and all the drug stories they used to have at the start. You know, they, they first started taking alcohol, I think, to try and numb the pain of of, uh, of the hill climbs and stuff. Mm. That was their first Really? Drug. That's yeah, unreal. Yeah, and then they transitioned into, like, amphetamines and all that stuff, and then, then they started getting into, like, the performance-enhancing side of, like, steroids and EPO. I would have thought the alcohol, the alcohol would have been good on the, um, on the way down the hill. You, you need <laughs> quite the concentration. Oh. Yeah, no, what about gives you, you, you gives you the confidence. The, you're going with all the hurricanes, you're starting to get motion sickness. Yeah, that's <laughs> really, really cool, man. It's it's such a such a historical sport. You have to get into it. It's you're missing out if you're not. Right. Well, you're well, clear. I'll, you're clearly I'll, missing out, Dave. Anyway, by the sound of it. Well, I know. I'm, just, I'm missing out. I used to be into it many years ago, and then ever since Lance got done, I haven't really watched it as much. <laughs> um. So no big after party last night, Dave? No, not at all, no. I went to a friend of mine's house that lives six minutes away from the track, believe it or not. Six minutes? That must be in the middle of nowhere. Uh, It's never Bryce Washington. Yeah, it was Taylor Bell. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's got a house out here that he lives at. And I always went around and hung out with him. Um, Beautiful. 
Is this everyone staying at the hotel? I know you, you're literally on the racetrack. Is it? <laughs> I'm literally at the racetrack. Most people are here. Uh, my team have got a few houses scattered about, um, uh, like in Tail and Bend or Murray Bridge or something like that. So, you know, everyone's yep. got their own sort of idea. But majority, like ninety percent of the people are at the track, I think. Yeah. Okay. Oh, which is well, cool enjoy, the mate. Day, the other day I had debrief at like 7.30 and I walked out of my door at 7.27 for my meeting. Nice. Yeah. Could have done a better um, job myself. That, that's the dream. That's sort of like Bathurst when we get uh, when you get a camper van, when you get a motorhome and then you just I've never wake done up. that. Oh, it's the best, mate. It's the it, best. Oh, no, You've got to do it. Yeah, I did I'm it for the 12-hour actually... this year and it was great. Like, yeah, you do. You're just rolling into the – you're getting out of bed 10 minutes <laughs> hey, before hey, practice. And you're hey, like, yeah, good Let's. Years. Let's clear this up, Abiel. What you did sleeping next to Grant Rowley <laughs> yeah. in a motorhome is nothing. What the, pants, the pantsless wonder said. himself? He's pantsless. Oh, the pantsless wonder. Yogi <laughs> Bear. Yogi Bear. <laughs> That's it. Um, uh, <laughs> well, boys, um, been good to catch up. Let's yep. uh, let's do it let's again do. after the next one because it'll be um, yeah, there'll be plenty to plenty to chat about. You know, when it be in the lead up to the. The final and biggest race of the year. The quarantine special. Let's do it. The quarantine special, me. Dave. Yeah. <laughs> See you, boys. See you later. See you, lads. See ya. Hey, Dave, we love working with small Aussie businesses and uh, Reading Group have jumped on board the pod. Uh, they're a great small Aussie business and we love that because uh, that support is really important. Uh, we've actually had the opportunity to work with them on a personal level as well, mate. Uh, yeah, I've known Wayne uh, for a while now. I've worked with him in a few different teams. He's worked with many supercar teams up and down pit lane. But even though they are a small business, they do service and deliver to all parts of Australia. And Reddick do specialise in in-house design, print management, digital printing, and large-scale large, large scale format and signage. So they do the works. But they also, their main focus is loyalty and relationship focus. Mate, that's no wonder they've uh, joined up with us. That's exactly how we operate. Sounds but, like um, us, brother. Sounds like us. <laughs> Actually, you know what we should do? How, how do you rec- What's it sound like if we um, got some below-the-bonnet posters? I mean, we know how popular posters are uh, with everybody in supercars, all the fans. They love getting some stuff signed. Do you reckon they'd be all right, mate? We should uh, well, get some of that. Let's, let's, let's ask around. Let's see what we can do. <laughs> well, we'll, go give, check we'll give Wayne out. a ring. We're going we're to ring Wayne and say, hey, man, make us some posters. Yeah, well, he, he can do all the works. He can design it in-house, actually. That'll be interesting. But um, yeah. <laughs> go check them out. Uh, they're at redinkgroup.com.au. Robson Civil Projects, uh, good friends of mine. They've been supporting me for many years in motor racing. They're a, a good family-owned company, uh, 50 years' experience right up there in uh, in New South Wales on the Central Coast, ranging from all the way up through the Hunter to down into Sydney itself, uh, and you can always tell a, a good family company and a company where people are, are valued in the business. The employees speak so highly of um, of their own business and they love it. And uh, and they're the type of people that I like to mix with. Uh, so go check them out, robsoncivilprojects.com.au.